Ayo. What up, everybody? It's your man, DJ Doris E. And Maya Dorsey. And we are back for another episode of the Dorsey Den Podcast. As you know, come on in. Sit your butts down. Let's have some dialogue. Um, I'm probably sounding a little tired because I am. I got home last night around 12, 12, 15. Right. And then had to get up to go to the office. Really? At, um, let's see. Had to be up by like 6 o'clock. So, just my day just be uh, running rampant. So, anywho, but we here. We're going to do this thing. Um, as you already know, we have some company. We don't ever call our guests guests. We call it company because we at home. So, uh, we have Carlton Haney in the building. H-A-N-E-Y. Haney. I, I just learned that that's what happens on her voicemail. Is she doesn't just <laughs> say her name. She says, Haney, H-A-N-E-Y, so. Make no mistake. Make no mistake. So, um, there, there's a lot to talk about, but we're going to jump into Carlton's story. Now, do you got the talking points? Pretty much. I mean, Carlton is my oldest friend in Dayton. When I, She's like the first person I met here in Dayton. Dang, don't that make you sound old? I Maybe mean, you should say it's my been first t- friend. My first friend. 20 years in Dayton. Okay. 20 years. There's a difference. I knew her before children, and now her son is, what, one year into the Air Force? 19. 19 years old, so it's just, like, totally crazy. We done been through hell and back, and that's my ride or die, true rider, my sister, my friend, um, babies. We done been through babies. We done been through divorce. We done been through hardship we'd have been through everything and loyal she's my oldest loyalist friend in terms of our years of friendship mm-hmm. and you know that um because y'all met at the uh your first job my first job i was an intern and she was my mentor okay and she's laughing because she had rules to her mentorship <laughs> so she gave me very explicit rules listen I don't care what they saying, this what we going to do. So just listen to me. And I was all green. Telling, I told her earlier, I was like, I was so green. Like, but I'm going to get in trouble. Listen, I'm your mentor. Do listen to me. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Then she left the health district and she went into education. So I wouldn't be in education if it wasn't for her. Oh, so you actually kind of like followed. Yes, because I was still in college. And once I wrapped up college, I was still at the, I went back to work where I met her and then I was unhappy and we were, we still, we always kept in contact, even though we didn't work together anymore. And she was like, you need to come over here and teach. I'm like, I don't have no teaching degree. Oh girl, you don't need one. You can go ahead. You know, it's charter school. You can get you a sub license. You'll be fine. And I was like, well, I don't want to be over here. And so she said, just go, just fill out the application Come on. And so I got an interview, started teaching, loved it. And we're talking about, what, 15 years later, I'm still in education. 14 years later, I'm still in education. Um, Would you, when we got married, were you still at the health? health? Yes, I was. It was a year later. I switched in 2005. Okay. Yeah, because that's when y'all first stopped doing y'all birth control. And she was like. Oh, my God, yes. Huh? She was like, um. Yeah, me, me and um, Terrence, we going to stop our birth control because we want to have a baby. Yep. And I said, y'all going to be pregnant next week. And she's like, oh, no. Uh-uh. I said, My the doctor, doctor says it's going to take six months. 
Wait a minute. What, what? So when we decided, we were married four years before we decided, or three years before we decided to have kids. Mm-hmm. So by this time, now she and I are working together. We're back oh, working together oh, okay, at the okay, school. Okay. And this so, is Richard Allen. Yes. yes. Okay. And so we're back working together at the school. And I told her, I said, I'm getting ready to get off birth control. This was like right after Christmas break. And I said, I'm getting ready to get off birth control. The doctor said it could take up to six months. It took six and minutes. And she was like, oh, you're going to get pregnant like that. You're going to get pregnant right away. I was like, no, she said six months. Because I'm telling you, I have a gift for fertility. I mean, she knew if it. If I put my hands on your stomach. Well, I need you not to touch her no more. I, I know that. It's but done. I'm just saying. It's she, a wrap. It wasn't six weeks. It was six minutes. Literally. <laughs> she took the thing down and was like, I'm pregnant. Literally. You still got it in your hand. I got off of birth control January 1st. By the time President's Day. When I say took it out, that was a newer ring. By the time President's Day came, I was like five weeks pregnant. Yeah, then she kept saying, I'm so hungry. No, my breast was hurting. My breast is hurting. She was like, girl, you pregnant. No, remember I almost fell out because I was at work and And I was like, ooh, I'm about to faint. peanut butter and jelly and bread. She was the snack lady at school. And salmon. In my classroom. Literally. Salmon? Literally. And summer sausage and cheese. And summer sausage and cheese. Wait, salmon? Yes. She made a cooler every day. Okay, a cooler. And a toaster oven. Yeah. So she would be warming her stuff up and making her lunch every day in her classroom. No lie. No lie. my kids was hungry, I would feed them peanut butter jelly sandwich. No lie. No lie. (laughs) Now that's crazy. No lie. We need the first grade first grade team to testify. So like she, no lie. You the per- first person who got the patent on the air fryer prior then, huh? <laughs> <laughs> she, That's she, what she needed back in the day. She, she had an air, air fryer, fryer before we knew what it was. <laughs> Dying. So I come in there, we you know, we always stay late after school, try to set up, trying to make sure we prepare for the next day. So remember the phone call we had across the hall? So I was like, uh, Carlton. I was like, I just don't feel good. I feel like I'm about to faint. Like, I'm just about to pe-. She was like, you pregnant, girl. Let me make you a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I said, I am not pregnant. She said, eat this sandwich right here and drink this cup of water. And I'm telling you, go home and take a pregnancy test. I go home, and I got the test from the Dollar Tree. Remember? <laughs> oh, I remember. The Dollar Tree. I got, like, two Dollar Tree pregnancy Because I turned into tests. a dude from Boys in the Hood. I had on two. <laughs> <laughs> How's that mine? <laughs> You just got off the thing six like, minutes ago. He was like, nah, babe, nah. Take it again. So I took it again. So I take it again. It, I mean, it came up positive right away. Boom, boom, positive. You was like, nah, you got them from the Dollar Tree. They probably wrong. I'm like, go to the real doctor. Yeah, you was like, go to the real doctor. She was like. I said, okay. Positive. I'm like, yeah. I called him. I said. Dang it. I'm pregnant. <laughs> he was like. Are you serious? And see, Maya, right now? Maya said the other day she never had the experience of, oh my God, you're I pregnant. never experienced that because, from my husband. Because like he's never, he was never excited initially. You know, he'd be like, oh my God, babe, yes. It was like none of that. It was be, just like, are you kidding me? Because now I wasn't upset. I was just kind of like, that can't be that quick. Uh, that and I'm about to lose my freedom. Yeah, he was selfish. Oh, wow. But we was married without any kids. For four years. And yeah, and so it was like, you want to go to Chicago? Let's go to Chicago. You want to go to Indianapolis? Get up and go. And everybody's telling us, oh, that's that's about to go out the door. Right. You know, or you just know other like, people that got kids. Like, y'all better enjoy while you're pregnant because it's over. Yeah, you just know other people that got kids. So I'm like, eh, nah, nah. Um, you never gave that to me, though. And, it then, wasn't, and, then, and then even with Noah, it was kind of like, okay. Noah was a complete surprise it was a complete surprise I, who pregnant? it wasn't one of those things where we was like all right let's try no i'm like i call her fertile beach 
Yeah, I was like, dude, don't I'm touch like, me you no are, more. Because you had got off birth control again. No, I did not. I got pregnant with Noah on birth control with one ovary. I had lost my ovary because of the um, IUD that I had after Jade. So they changed the What's IUD. IUD. It's like Mirena. They have different kinds. It's it's an IUD. It's a device that you stick up in your uterus, and it stays up in there for like five years. What is and this for? Birth control. Oh, okay. So I had that right after Jade. Well, some complications happened. I ended up having to get my ovary removed. And so once I got my ovary removed, I went back to the NuvaRing. So then I was on birth control when I got pregnant with him with one ovary. Yeah. Thinking that's why she. Gonna happen again. That's I'm why like, we I'm on birth hurt. control and I ain't getting off birth control no time soon. I'm good. Because really, I wanted to have one kid. Yeah. Really? No. One kid. Yes, and I did. No, no, no. You wanted to have that. twins. I wanted to have twins. I wanted to be pregnant one time. Put it like that. And we babysitted some twins. And I was like, you still want to do this? <laughs> I was like, Because one, one cries, the other one cries. Yeah. So, or one is, you know, one wakes up, the other one wakes up. So, initially, we thought three. At no, least I did. At least I did. And then after that first one, I'm like, you know what? One more would be fine. And I was like, we good right here. <laughs> so, God was like, oh, no, I got one special little boy for you. And I was pregnant. I was so frustrated. Like, how am I pregnant? For so, real? so, I think with the first one, with Jade, our first one, it was one of those things where it was like, initially, I was like, Darn it, you know, kid, like three years now. Good thing is we we had time, so I just wasn't ready. Like, darn it, man, we about to lose this freedom. We can't just get up and go like we like we used to. So it wasn't until she was five, six months pregnant, a whole second trimester, that I finally started getting excited. Because now it's like, what's she gonna look like? Who's she gonna be like? You know, what's her like? All these questions. Who is she gonna be? What's she gonna be like? Yeah, about that about that time, I was just like, all right, you know, I'm excited. So then when I found out we was having a boy, she was like, oh, boy, a black boy raising a boy in this yeah, time. Yeah, like a black boy. Jesus. And I'm like, girl, boy, shoot, we definitely done. I'm getting, I'm getting my, uh, I'm getting snipped. You did? You was like, I'm, no, I, it took some convincing because I said, I'm done. I said, I'm done. I'm letting you know I'm done. And you were like. Okay, I'm going to get snipped. And I said, yeah, right. So literally after, during the C-section. My doctor leans over and she says, do you want me to do it? Tie my tubes. Yeah. Terrence is sitting there like, no, 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 no. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So she looked back over like, do you you want me to do it? (laughs) I said, if he doesn't go in the next 60 days, I'll be back. And she said, okay. And then he went. Because I was like, you will not touch me. I went in the next 12 to 14 months. Yeah. And I was scared to death. I was like, I ain't fooling with you. I don't want to have no more kids. This is it. Cause I was scared. It was like I was talking to people about the about the snip, and I talked to like ten people. Everybody was like, "No, as long as you do what your doctor say." It was that one person that was like, "Bro, <laughs> man, I had terrible. man, dude, don't do it." And I'm like, "Okay." The nine people said it was okay. I hear you, bro. I hear you. The one person he was gonna get real familiar with himself because I was tired. I was like, "No way!" And you know how clingy Noah was. You did not believe me. Until you came and seen it for yourself. And you were like, oh, poor baby. <laughs> He's spoiled. I mean, I had to leave him to stop nursing him. Yeah. He would not take a bottle from no one else. He wanted to nurse. And he did not want me out of his sight. And you kept saying, oh, you can send to put him in a swing. He, he hollered, cried, pulled his hair, kicked, screamed until I picked him up. Did he not? Mm-hmm. Yep. 
and then you had to leave go Florida. You went to Florida for a whole week. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, all right. I was like, I have to get away. I'm about to lose my mind. I'm like, he is so clingy. He will not let me do anything without having him in my hand while I'm doing what I was like. I can't. I can't do it. So ride or die. She was over here trying to help me, trying to take care of Jay, braid Jay's hair, trying to keep. Thank God for good friends, because I'm telling you, I was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs crazy. Yeah, I was looking back. Yeah, I feel it. So. Let's jump into Carlton's story, H-A-N-E-Y. <laughs> but this is, um, not only is it Breast Cancer Awareness Month, but uh, it's also Domestic Violence Month. So that is kind of like, you know, um, the lead-in for this conversation. Mm-hmm. So Carlton has had so many different experiences. She comes from, num- number one, a huge family. I mean, half of Dayton is her family. So what, what, what do you mean? Literally. What do you mean by a huge family? Like a lot of siblings? Cousins. 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 So. For days. Yeah. Okay. For days. I have three friends, and they all, I'm telling you, three friends, my three closest friends, somehow, if some go on a date, all I got to do is text the three of them (laughs) and say what happened. (laughs) Because they know. One of them going to. So, what did your mom, your mom have a lot of siblings or something? Mm -hmm. It's just. I can't explain it, but it's a lot of fertile. Like my brother, mm-hmm. he have at least fifteen children, run around in Dayton. Dang. And is his name Eric? No, his name is Dion Montgomery. Oh, with Oops. the mole on his face. Oops, I was saying that as an Eric, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Easy E. Right, but he uh, and ain't taking care of nobody. I can't. She's so going to keep it my niece a thousand nephews, percent. You better make sure you check them high and check them low because they just might be your brother or sister. You <laughs> <laughs> when Yana Van Zandt had that um, thing with the men, yep. I was like, she could have had my brother on there because she did have one guy that was from Dayton, Ohio yep. on there. Yep, we know him. <laughs> yep, we knew. We know him. <laughs> my mm. brother could have been sitting right up there with him because that's 15 that we know of. Oh. And I didn't know it was 15. Yeah. I don't think I ever knew that. Yeah. Different I only women? know a handful yeah. of them. Yeah. Probably every woman he ever had sex with had a baby by him. Lord. Mm. After that second one, you like, you know what? No, because he, he's never had a job. He's 50 years old, never had a job. The women take care of him. So I don't know what he got in them pants. <laughs> but it's working the, for him. Yeah, he playing on uh, Law and Order SVU. And you will never see <laughs> him in a tea. dirty pair of gym shoes or clothes. That's because only way he work on cars. That's it. Other than that, clean it in a mustard seed, and he, he ain't about nothing. He a pimp, a real pimp. Dang. Okay. Well, with two dollars in his pocket, I can't. <laughs> Also, he the guy that go to the gas station. Let me get um <laughs> two on five. Let me get two on five. Yeah. Is that your van over there? <laughs> Where you going? Oh, I'm going to the next gas station to get more gas. Oh my god! Dang. Yeah, that was my dad. My dad would put like seven dollars on pump five. You be like, with a van. You be like, dude. Where we going? To the corner. Well, what you you must like stand at the gas station. So okay. So you had you have had firsthand experience mm-hmm. witnessing domestic violence. So share your story with our listeners about that whole encounter. Well, first of all, my mom 
um, was married to my father, mm-hmm. who was very abusive. Okay. Yeah. My brother was a pimp, but he got it from somewhere, and that was my daddy. Mm-hmm. My daddy had all kind of women, mm-hmm. and it was known. And he was the only child. He went to Dunbar. He was a dancer. He could sing, and he was he had some money. He grew up influential, but he was the only child. Mm-hmm. Everybody know Carlton Montgomery, and everybody Carlton know- Montgomery, your dad. But people that's you know older, older. Right, when you dad, say right his now. name, he's mm-hmm. like a famous person. I'm like, women be coming up to me still. He been he been dead for three years, and they still. I know. I used to know your daddy. You no, know, yeah. like biblical. Now? No, yeah. no, yeah, yeah. And he was the type of person. He did drugs. He did it all. Mm-hmm. Um. He knew all the big time lawyers in the city. He was just that that guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she was married to him. Mm-hmm. Then she was married to him for twenty five years. She divorced him, jumped out of the frying pan into the, the skillet, skillet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and married a young guy, twenty years her senior. Junior. Junior. I mean her junior, mm-hmm. and but my mom was so pretty and so young looking. Mm-hmm. He looked like an old man compared to her, mm-hmm. cause all of his friends once she once he uh, ended up injuring her, they was like, I can't believe she was that much older than him because she looked so good. Mm-hmm. Cause she people would go places and my brother would they would be thinking that was his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, she married Mark. Anthony Hunter, or he went by another last name, Derek. Mm-hmm. And Man, we just calling names, huh? Yeah, if you, if you, <laughs> yeah. Because what's done is done. Now, okay. I mean, if you shame, I'm sorry. No, you shouldn't I'm have did what you did. Okay, yeah, it is what it is. So, you know, the Virgil, the guy that's be dancing, he's passed away now. He used you know to be what? on the street. I got a video that went viral. Yeah. I don't know if you ever seen it. It went viral because I was in Cincinnati DJing, uh-huh. and Virgil comes out of nowhere. Really? And I'm like, dude, how'd you get here? And he's in the video dancing, and this thing has been shared thousands of yeah, times. Yeah, Virgil wasn't and poor, I think though. this was one of the he last, wasn't poor. I think this was one of the last videos that that – he happened before. before he died. Mm-hmm. So everybody's just been sharing it, sharing it. And I think they had like a visual form and they showed it at this oh, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, hmm. So it was like my mom came to me one day when I was in college and she said, I'm going to marry Virgil. That ain't him, but that's that's the type of person that this man was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And everybody knew he was a bum. Everybody knew, you know, he, he was no good. And mm-hmm. they like, mm-hmm. like, why? Mm-hmm. But she went ahead and she married him. So when she married him, when I say you have never met a person that nobody likes, <laughs> like ain't got nothing good to say about him, nothing. My mama don't like you. <laughs> she likes everyone. And everybody's like, your mother is married to him? Mm-hmm. Like she used to be married to Carlton Montgomery. Now she married to this bum. My mother cleaned him up. She coordinated because my mother's a, Fine dresser. Mm-hmm. Coordinated his clothes. She was a beautician, so she would keep his hair cut. And he didn't work. He didn't do nothing. She paid for everything. 
And every time we would go to places or go to a family function, she would bring him and he would come and he would act a fool. So from from the day she married him, Mm -hmm. I kept telling her, I said, Ma, you need to get away from him Mm -hmm. because he's a bum. He's he's not going to do nothing but pull you down. Mm -hmm. He would have all his drug drug friends and street Mm -hmm. people come over to the house, have a party every weekend. He would go to the jewelry store and get the most expensive ring and say, put it in her name. My mm. mama had to file bankruptcy, I know, five or six times. Because mm. every time she would get her her uh, her credit cleaned up, he would go and buy, go to a car lot and get a car and put it in her name. That's my wife. It's my wife. Put mm. it in her name. Go to the fur place. If he wanted to be buy a fur coat, he'd go put it in her name. Get credit cards, all this stuff, all in her name. And she let him do it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Ma, you what's what's going on? Like, you've been married, you was married to a fool for 25 years, then you come and married this younger fool. Mm-hmm. Then I would hear all kind of stuff, you know. But she wouldn't tell me because basically me and my mom had reverse roles. It was like I was the mother and she was the child. So she would try to keep stuff from me. But, see, I'm a very spiritual person, and God would wake me up in the middle of the night and tell me this is what's going on with your mama. At what age was that, though, like when you felt like it was reversed? Was that always or just kind of like as you became an adult? No, probably since I was a teenager because okay. when, when my father my father was a womanizer, but he also was an abuser. Mm-hmm. My, my father used to beat my mother down to the ground. Mm-hmm. But she wouldn't go to the hospital. She would just put on her sunglasses like uh, Tina Turner in, in, in the right. movie. Mm-hmm. And she would, you know, everybody knew. And he would just, he would he would beat her up in public and everything. But that was just where it was. Mm-hmm. And everybody just kind of turned their head, you know. And like, you want to stay with him or whatever. Then she did that and then she married this man. Mm-hmm. So he was doing stuff to her too. But it was like, by that time, I was like, you know what, I'm done because you have basically lived your whole life being abused. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I heard somebody say once women that are so pretty, you know, she was light-skinned, had good hair, and she was just a beautiful woman. She Mm -hmm. looked like a superstar. And men just thought they owned her. Mm. Like she's supposed to be their possession. Mm -hmm. And she didn't have enough, you know, strength or whatever self-esteem about herself that she would she would just let him do it and i do believe i I never heard her tell it but i do believe that she was abused maybe sexually as a child Mm. because my grandmother was abused by her father so i think it was like a generational thing Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. but my father, because of the way he was, he was a street man, he kind of raised me to recognize street niggas. Mm-hmm. So he would be like stuff like, um, you know, when you when you start dating, don't, no motherfucker better not ever mm-hmm. come up to this house and blow no horns because only hoes answer to horns. Mm. Same thing I would tell my daughter. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of knew, you know, the game. My daddy taught me how to fix a car and t- change a tire and do all that because you don't need no niggas. You know, they trying to get over on you and this and this and that. Okay. But so me knowing 
you know, what a real man's supposed to be, I really didn't have a good a good example. Mm-hmm. Because my father, even though he was in my life, he did his own thing. He would be gone for days. Women would be calling the house. Can I speak to Carlton? Mm-hmm. My mama would put us in the car, and we would find wherever he was with his other woman, and he'd get out the car. Get out, she'd get out the car and knock on the door. He'd come out the house, beat her up, make her get back in the car. We in the car. Mm. I done jumped in fights. And you seeing this? Yeah. I, we done jumped in fights with my daddy. Mm-hmm. You and your brother. Yeah, me and my brother. Mm-hmm. It just we know we not seen it all, mm-hmm. and my daddy would be drunk and he'd be high, smoke, snorting cocaine, and it would be cocaine, you know, tracks on the mirror. But we knew not to touch it. You know what I'm saying? And alcohol, and because they had parties all the time, they would come to the house, and all these people. You know how the kids be upstairs mm-hmm. and the adults be in the basement. Mm-hmm. That was back <laughs> in the day. Right. With that red light now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you knew not to go downstairs. Mm-hmm. But what was we doing upstairs? Spiking, taking the alcohol that was upstairs in the cabinet and spiking our stuff. Mm-hmm. Still, right today, I can't drink alcohol because I messed my liver up. <laughs> I, I got a liver condition right to this day because every time I drink some liquor, blisters come up on my hand where I can't even move my hand. Hey. Who was you drinking? Whatever, whatever was in the cabinet. Whatever was available. Yeah, Hennessy and hard stuff. At what age is this? 13, 12, 11. I mean, as long as I can remember. You're going to learn today. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like people be saying, don't say nigga. I mean, I don't know. I don't know no other word, really, sometimes, you know, because that's what I grew up with. Mm -hmm. Motherfucker and nigga. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sound like Cardi B. That's her words. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that was my my dad, and then she married Mark. Mm-hmm. So then he doing all this crazy stuff, but she ain't telling me. He done went to jail three or four times, but she's not telling because now you're an adult. I'm adult now. Now you're a married woman. Yeah, I got my kids. own kids, mm-hmm. and I'm in my marriage. And my mom is married to this man. So, going fast forward, this man, they was married for 29 years. Okay, wait. So, she was married to your dad for 25. And now him, 29. Okay. So, 29 years, um, my mom was like, I'm just tired. I'm sick of it. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of him and this, this, that. And he won't get no job. And he won't do this. And he won't do that. He's a military vet. I think, I don't know if he got, I don't know. But he's a he's a vet. Mm-hmm. And just, just horrible. Just a horrible person. Mm-hmm. So anyway, my mom says she's tired. So my husband, which is my second husband, Ross says, I think that, um, you should tell your mom to just come and live with us mm-hmm. because he wouldn't go. Like she would try to tell him to leave and he would. So this is what, about five years ago? Yeah, it was five years ago, 2015. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she was like, um, she going to come and live with us. Well, actually it was like 2013. Mm-hmm. And because me and Rod got married in 2013. Mm-hmm. And so, when we got married, he was like, I think you should tell your mom to just come live with us since he won't leave. Just leave him in the house and, you know, 
because they was renting anyway. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, she didn't want to leave her stuff. You know, she done worked all her life for her stuff. And I was like, mom, we can get you some more stuff. Just come on, you know? Mm-hmm. So she finally agreed, but she didn't agree until Mark took my uncle, which is her older brother who had dementia, took him to the bank and empty out his whole bank account. Mm. And the, the bank wouldn't get the money back because um, they was like, he had him with him. Right. And he can't see, and they just thought he was just leading him. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. so my uncle uh, told them to go ahead and give him the money. He took all his money out of the bank account. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now she was done because this is something like really like now you you doing stuff outside of me. Is that her brother? That's Your her uncle? older brother. Okay. And so – she was taking care of my of her brother because his wife died. My grandmother died like in March of 2014 and then um his his wife died like 2 weeks after that. Mm-hmm. So then he was staying with us and so staying with staying with my mom. So then when I when I told my mom to come stay with me, then that man she her and my uncle came and stayed with me. Mm-hmm. So we was um, living and then um, Mark was coming over. He was acting like they wasn't separated. Like, mm. okay, well, sis, you gonna leave me over here? We then. just living in two different places. Yeah. So when 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 we would have cookouts or something, here he comes showing up. Mm-hmm. But he forgot maybe two or three years before that. I I, I told him he wasn't welcome. Mm-hmm. But he just think he just going to do whatever he want to do. Mm-hmm. So I wrote my mom a letter. I said, either you going to tell him or I'm going to tell him. Or if you want to still be with him, then you just go on back over there with him. Mm-hmm. So she was like, no. She basically said she was scared mm-hmm. to tell him. Mm-hmm. I said, well, Ma, I'll tell him. So then she kept saying she would tell him. Mm-hmm. So we moved into a house, uh, to another house, and... While I was going to work, me and my husband was going to work and my kids was going to school. My mom was my um, my uh, kids' bus driver because they went to a private school. Mm-hmm. So she had to take them and pick them up. up. Yeah. And this one day, she um, told my dad if he would go and take the kids, pick the kids up from school because she had to take my uncle to the doctor. Mm-hmm. So this was January the 5th, 2015. Mm-hmm. And my brother come calling me at work at the end of the day. He was like, you got to hurry up and come home. Mark just shot mama in the head. Mm. I said, who is this? And he, my brother, it's me, you stupid motherfucker. You only got one mama. It's me. We, I'm talking about mama. You, I ain't got time for this bullshit. Come home. Mama got shot in the head. And she on her way to the hospital. I'm at school teaching at Trotwood. I'm in the bathroom. The kids is gone for the day. Mm-hmm. I thought about it. I looked in the mirror. I said, did he just say, Mark shot my mama in the head? Mm. And I was like, I just started screaming. So everybody, all the other teachers was still in the building. They was like, "What? where's she at? Like, they could mm-hmm. hear me screaming, but they didn't know where I was. So mm-hmm. I come out the bathroom, and I'm like, he shot my mama. He shot But I done talked about this man right. and said so much. Like, everybody knew. Like, right. as soon as somebody said, my L&B got, because my father called my mama L&B. That's her middle name. Mm-hmm. E, L&B 
got shot, everybody already assumed it was Mark mm-hmm. because they know how bad of a horrible person he was. Mm-hmm. So we go to the hospital. They, I'm like, I drive myself. Mm-hmm. And my friend's like, no, girl, you, you can't drive yourself. I said, I can drive myself. Ain't no problem. You know me. Right. So, but I was like, okay. So I let them drive me. Which so is we, taking like a, a thousand years <laughs> to get to the hospital, I'm sure. Right. So I get to the hospital and basically because of the domestic violence situation, they had took her to one hospital. And if you call there and say, is Ellen B there? You know, because it's a domestic violence, they won't give out no information. Mm-hmm. So we didn't know where she was. So I just automatically assumed she was at Miami Valley. So we at Miami Valley waiting for hours. Mm-hmm. To find out she wasn't even there. But she wasn't there. She was at Good Sam. They stabilized her. And then they transported her. But they had to find out who was who, where was where was Mark, and this and this and that. But they knew Mark was, they had Mark because um, what he did was he came over to the house where I lived and my mom, and she was supposed to be taking my uncle to the, to the, um, to the doctor. Well, she had told my dad to pick up the kids this day. So she, even though I told her, don't let him in my house, Mm -hmm. she was still letting him in the house. And he would play like he was sick, which he was sick, but he was, like, making it even more sicker because. Exaggerating. Yeah, yeah. she was taking care of my my uncle. She had took care of my grandmother. So now he like, you're going to take care of me. So he was a diabetic, and he's supposed to have been getting shots and the pills, but he wouldn't take his medicine and so that he could um, fall out or he would just keep getting sicker and sicker. Mm-hmm. And he had renal failure, and he, he was just making himself sick because he wanted her to take care of him. Mm-hmm. And, I told my, yeah, and I told my mother, I said, he's trying to get himself so sick that you're going to have to be his caregiver. Right. Feel sorry for him. It feel sorry for him. Mm-hmm. I said, you need to take that nigga and throw him to the curb, and, and he is not allowed to come over my house. She's mm-hmm. still letting him come. So this day he came to the house, and he always told her, I'm going to kill your kids. If you don't do what I say, I'm going to kill your kids. I'm going to kill your grandkids. And my mama love her family. Mm-hmm. So she he was using that as like you know a blackmail type mechanism. thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then this day she said, "I'm tired." Mm-hmm. And how I know this is how it happened because the Lord showed me exactly how it happened. Mm-hmm. So she was washing dishes and he came in the house. She let him in, and she he said, "Can I use the restroom?" And the way my house was made, you could go in a circle. Mm-hmm. So she in the rest, she's in in the kitchen. My mom always put on her gloves and she always put Clorox in her water. She had her routine how yeah, she that washed baby dishes. Baby dish washing mm-hmm. right. <laughs> so he go in the bathroom. I don't know if he used the bathroom now, but he pretended like he did. And then he came back from behind her and put the gun to her head. And he was like, "You you don't want to be with me no more. Then I'm gonna kill you today." And she was she usually she would beg. And be like, please don't kill me. Please don't. Please don't. Please don't. But today she said, I'm, I don't care. Do it. Like, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of crying. I'm tired of running from you. I'm tired. Like, leave me alone. Just do it. Like, you'll make my life better anyway. Mm-hmm. Just shoot me. Mm-hmm. And he shot her. Mm. In the head. 22. The, the first bullet went in. Oh, he shot her multiple times in the head. The second bullet, she must have turned her head, and the bullet 
went past her ear and knocked her ear off. And it was just hanging, and they had to reattach her ear. Mm. But just the outside, you know what I'm saying? It mm-hmm. didn't go into her her face. Mm-hmm. The first one did. So, and you can see the, the, the gunshot, gun bullets, you know, holes right here in front of the sink where she was washing dishes. Mm. Now, the crazy thing is, my, she had told my dad to go get my, my kids. My daughter was 11 at the time, and my other son was, uh, my baby son was, he was like eight. Mm-hmm. And so my daughter is like the exact replica of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very Literally. strong, very, you know, quick on her feet, and, you know, she basically is me mm-hmm. all over again. So anyway, he goes, he leaves, because, again, he's sickly. He can't he can't drag her. Mm-hmm. He trying to carry her, but she she was too heavy for him. Mm-hmm. So this nigga goes and leaves and go get his brother. Mm-mm. Go get his brother. And by the time when he left, my kids come home from school. My daddy is dropping them off. Now, my daddy is like on a cane and he can barely walk. So my kids, you know, they get out the car. They run in the house. Mm-mm. When they like, run, like any normal behavior. Yeah. Okay. My my daughter said, um, and she was the best witness out of everybody. She was the best witness because there really wasn't nobody else there but her and my 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 youngest son, and then my dad. But he was outside. And then what what nobody knew was we had Meals on Wheels for my uncle. Mm-hmm. The Meals on Wheels man was was already at the door. Mm-hmm. And he was knocking on the door, but the door was still open. But it was just like jarred a, a open. Jar, yeah, yeah, this. Yeah. So when he went in, he saw my mama laying on the floor with blood coming out. Mm-hmm. And so he threw the food down and ran off. And so. Ran just, off like ran away? Jumped in his car like, I don't want to be a witness. I don't know what's going on here, but here y'all stuff. I'm going. You know, like, don't ask me like nothing. Like, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I would have never known that. Nobody would have known that because there was nobody there. Mm-hmm. But my dad was there. But but by the time he got in the house, because he had to stumble and all that, you know, he barely walk and he gets in the house. He sees my mother. This is his first love, even though he dogged her. He still loved her so much. And he, he was done. Like, just take him in the ambulance, too, because I'm done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but my daughter... Because they're in the house before him. They run in the house. But so they she, don't see her first? Yeah, they saw her. Okay. Because they was trying to figure out, my daughter's like, why is he running, like, to the car, you know? Oh, so he literally So running. the Mills on Wheels man, when y'all put, when they pull up, the Mills on Wheels man, he's running out the car, out the house, he back to his car. He was already at the door. Okay. And by the time they got out the car. He didn't was, ran out. He, he was running past them, like, and the, it, my father was like, what's going on, you know? And he was like, I got to go, like. Right. Don't ask me nothing. You don't. I wasn't here or something. You know. Right. 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 So my daughter go in and she's laying on the floor, and your mom is laying. My on mom the floor. is laying on the floor, mm-hmm. and my my mother has a dog, a all white uh, Bichon dog, and the dog was sitting right beside her, in the blood. Mm. So my daughter was like, she automatically clicked in. Because this is the reason why people want to know why I let my kids cuss. 
a whole different podcast. This, uh, right, a whole, whole different, podcast. different podcast. But this is the reason why I allow my kids to cuss. Because when my daughter was telling me the story. My face is kind of like, you do? Yeah. They kept, she they, does. I allow my kids to cuss I've in the ne- house. This is one of our biggest debates. Yeah. I've never heard her cuss. You won't hear you her. You won't hear her cuss if it's, around If it's us. somebody that's not in the family, you won't hey, Jakari, hear her. What's up, mother? Whoa. <laughs> Jadea. But my kids. Jadea. What did I say, Jakar? That's, that's cinnamon. All started. of them. All of them cuss, though. All Jadea, of them. I'm sorry. All of my kids cuss. This, Every last one of and them. And I begged her not to allow it, and she does. Well, anyway, anyway, because of this, this is, so my daughter's like, Ma, can I tell you, can I tell you what I did? And I was like, yeah, because I was trying to get her to just talk about it, because I'm like, my baby going to need some It's counseling. trauma. It's yeah. trauma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she said, I walked, I walked, because we had like a big mansion house. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Ma, I walked, and I looked in all the motherfucking closets and all the hiding places. And I said, if I see that motherfucker, I'm going to kick his ass today. She said, like, because I know Mark did it. I know he did. And so <laughs> I was like, for real, Jadez? She's like, yeah, but he wasn't in there. He was not in there. She said, then I went outside, and I got the phone, and I called 911. And she said, I told her somebody need to come, and um, somebody, my grandmother is bleeding, and she need, somebody, she need an ambulance. And she said, you know what this bitch said to me? <laughs> This is how they, and I be like, Carl, so seriously. She she said, this bitch gonna tell me she don't have this address on her on her on her roster or whatever. She said, I, I she said it's awful damn funny. I'm standing outside my house and it's my address. What do you mean you don't have that on your roster? I know you better get somebody up here and get an ambulance for my grandma before she die. Mm. She wow. said, then I went in the house, and I got Max, which is the dog. She said, I did his paws, and I, I got all the blood out of his paws. She said, and I told Jace to go in there and play your game, because that's the only thing I could think of to keep his mind off of it until somebody got there. Because mm. y'all still at work. Yeah, I'm at work. Yeah. Mm. Now, where's your, where's, your, where's your dad in all this? He's My dad is he's sitting outside, out. but he is just like, his mind is blown. Yeah, he checked out. Because I think to this day, I believe, even my brother right now, he's affected to the point where he don't, he can't even come in the house and see my mom. He'll stand at the door facing the other way and say, hi, mom. Because your mom survived. Because she survived. She's still living right now. Mm-hmm. I got her at home. I keep her at home in the bed. She she bedridden and she can't talk. She can't walk. You know, she can talk, but she, she don't have no conversation. But... I believe that because of the things that my dad, he kind of thought back all them years I was with her, I could have did this to her. You know, because mm-hmm. he done probably put guns in my mama's head. He done beat her up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he done did all kind of stuff. My mm-hmm. brother the same way. He's known for beating up a woman. You mm-hmm. know, he good at that. Mm-hmm. He done did stuff to, you know, my niece and nephew's moms. And it's well known. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think... Because they are like a guilt thing. Because mm-hmm. they're abusers. Yeah, because yeah, they're abusers. Mm-hmm. And thinking like somebody actually did this and I could have did this to somebody else too. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm. So anyway, fast forward, we at the hospital. So they end up transporting her to um, Miami Valley. Valley. Miami Valley. So, we'll, so when we mm-hmm. got to Miami Valley, 
It's a thousand people. Literally. I mean, a thousand. I remember that day. Okay. I remember, I remember, okay, I remember well, seeing pause, it on the news. Because you at the hospital, but what happened was our mutual friend called me and she said, Maya, Carlton's mother has just been shot. I'm on my way to come what, get what, you. What year was this? 2015. 15. Okay. And it was in, it was January the 5th. So yes. Winter. Right after right after New Year's. Okay. And so she said, I'm coming to get you. And I said, whoa, wait a minute. Pause. What you say? I'm coming to get you. Be ready. Carlton's mother just got shot in the head. So Diane had just got over her own illness. Mm-hmm. And so she was freaking out. Like, I don't want to go back up in here in this hospital because I spent almost a year in the hospital trying to recover from my, in- you know, from my accident. So she's like, but we going to go. She comes and picks me up. Meanwhile, I ain't even tried to call Carlton because I'm like, what the H just then went on. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Diane swoops me up, picks me up. We get to the hospital. We in the parking lot. We get in the door. I mean, it's going like this. Time is like racing. We get to the door. I said, whoa, wait a minute. Freeze. Pause. She was like, what's wrong, friend? I said, I ain't ready. Because I didn't know what the situation was getting ready to be. I hadn't talked to her. I didn't know nothing. Mm -hmm. So I'm preparing myself for the worst. So I'm like, just hold on. Just wait a minute. Because I'm thinking she going to be like distraught. You know, like, I'm going to have to get myself together to be here for my friend mm-hmm. because this is crazy when your, home, your mama then got shot in the head. Like, hold it. Pause. So I'm sitting there collecting myself. Diane, she's trying to get herself together. She's like, okay, friend, let's go. We get up there. Elevator doors open up. The lobby is packed. Packed to the walls. Ain't no chairs. I mean, you can't even get through. You got to be like, excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> packed packed so finally i'm sitting there like okay oh lord people crying 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 so i see carlton go ahead you in the hospital you in the lobby go so when they come in i said oh thank y'all for coming so they looking at me like with a bullhorn i'm like she in shock she in shock so she ain't crying because she's calm like thank y'all for coming and i'm like so everybody in my family is just like they done, like just take me wailing, boohooing, boohooing, crying. So in my mind, I said to myself, me and Jesus, I said, she's still alive mm-hmm. because we wouldn't be waiting this long. Mm-hmm. If she was dead, they would have been down, came and said she, she has gone. expired. Mm-hmm. You know, y'all, uh, nothing we can do. Mm-hmm. I said, so she got to be still alive. There's no way. But I said, I got to get this, this, this right here, this, this confusion, all this going on. This ain't nothing but the devil. Cause in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm not giving the devil one tear. Mm-hmm. Cause, cause I've been telling my mama, this is demonic. You need to get away from this man. And it was just like something that I just always expected. He was going to do something crazy like that. Uh-oh. Go ahead. Is that the Lord calling you? That's my alarm. Oh, that's your alarm. Okay. So. Where you? I get it. Keep going. So, um, I I said, excuse me, excuse me, everybody. I say, uh, let let me just say this. I said, all this crying and going on and this and this and that and confusion and my brother got two or three women trying to come up to the hospital and I said, listen. Let's shut it down right now. 
I said, because we have to believe God. I said, today is the day. Either you believe in God or you don't. It ain't no straddling the fence. Whose side is you going to be on? This, this is you in a in, is a, in the lobby. Yeah. In the packed lobby with everybody crying. She done stood up, and now she's addressing the lobby. Yeah. I said, what I want y'all to do is, everybody get up. I said, we're going to pray. I said, but before we pray, I said, if you don't know Jesus today, you need to accept Jesus into your heart right now. I said, ain't nothing but a prayer. Just tell God you sorry. I said, and I said, because it ain't no sense of you praying in this circle if you don't know Jesus, because he ain't going to hear your prayer. And I don't need nobody's prayers not going up. I said, my mama need all the prayers. Do you know Jesus if you don't? I said, repeat after me. <laughs> no lie. I said, stop all that crying. I said, because if she was dead, then she just going on home with Jesus. There's nothing we can do about it. I said, if she alive, we're going to do our best to take care of her. And that's the only two options. This crying ain't going to get nothing accomplished. They still saved today. day. <laughs> 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 they ain't got no you hear me? So I said, before we go into this place, I said, if you don't know, if you haven't asked God to forgive you for your sins, I said, I got some oil in there. I want you to put it on your hands. I want you to pray over mama, put it on her feet, put on her head, rub it on her head, rub it on her hands. I said, you tell that body in the name of Jesus, you're going to live and not die today. And I said, but if you don't, if you if you haven't asked God to forgive you for your sins, don't go back there to my mama's room. Okay, but Paul, so while you out, so while you out in the lobby, mm-hmm. they've come and told you her status. So now they come out to the, the thing and they like, well, we we uh, she was at another hospital. We have transported her here, mm-hmm. and we got her in ICU. We you know working on her or whatever and the, the doctor came out it was a black doctor too mm-hmm. and he was like i believe in god and he was like i was like well can i pray over your hands and he was like yeah you can pray over my hands and i prayed over his hands and i said i'm i, I said i know you you doing the best you can i said but i'm just asking god to just go to work through you and he said that's fine you can pray you can pray over my hand i prayed over his hands i prayed over all the nurses hands. i said i want everybody that's gonna be in that surgery room over my mama mm-hmm. i said i want to pray over them and they said okay we we believe in prayer mm-hmm. and they let me pray over them and that surgeon right now he retired right after that was like my mama was the last surgery that he did he mm-hmm. retired after that and um she lived Okay, so how long did she stay in the hospital? She's she in ICU. In the hospital, January the fifth till like six weeks. Okay, and when six weeks came, oh my God, I'm sorry, do it again. <laughs> um, when six weeks was up, then they moved her to a nursing home, mm-hmm. and when they put her in a nursing home. They sent her to the worst one, so people say. But one thing about nursing homes, if you you want to um, 
you want your loved one to be taken care of, mm-hmm. it basically depends on how frequent you go to the nursing home. Like, you got to be on top of them. You yeah. can't just leave them in there and, yeah. think, and just leave it yeah. up to them. You got to be on top of the workers to make sure your your family member gets the best right. care. because if they know that you coming, yeah. expectantly and unexpectedly, then right. they're going to take care of your loved one. Right. But if you don't just take them and don't never go see them and don't never call or don't never nothing, they don't never see nobody, then, you know, they're going to get, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to be, um, phone's clown. So she stayed. So then she went to, to the nursing home six weeks after she got shot. And then she stayed in the nursing home all the way up until her birthday in August. Mm-hmm. So say February to August. Mm-hmm. So when she went to, um, when she was in the nursing home, they kept trying to get me to, do Medicaid for her. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have the stuff right or whatever, but it was just the hand of God because my mom was looking so crazy. Like, get me out of here. Mm-hmm. She kept pulling on her. She had a, a trach. She kept pulling on her trach. And I was like, Ma, I know you want that out. I said, well, I'm going to get it. I'm going to make them take it out. Mm-hmm. And she kept pulling on, like, get this shit out of my, you know. Mm-hmm. And so they had to send her to the hospital to get the trach out. And then because they had left it in there too long, they supposed to have been changing it and doing all that. They wasn't doing that because what they was doing was keeping the trach in her because it make a difference of $700 a day as compared to $300 a day mm-hmm. because this is supposed to be this special care that she need because she got this trach. Mm-hmm. So they, they knew that she was a domestic violence victim, and the city of Dayton will give you $50,000 if you are a, a, a victim of domestic violence. Mm. Really? Yeah, it's a it's called victim fun or something. Is that through the YWCA? Mm. No, no, Mm-mm, it's through Dayton. Okay, because like the people that got shot in uh, Oregon District, mm-hmm. it's the same people. Same fun, but they okay. they got people to raise money to make more fun, so that that money would specially you. be for those people. But they have a normal fifty thousand dollars that you can uh, apply for. Mm-hmm. And they'll give it. So the nursing home knew she was going to get this money. Mm -hmm. So they basically tried to rack up her bill so that she would have to pay it Mm -hmm. and get all the money. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm taking my mama home. So they was like, you can't take her home. You don't have no nurses, nothing. You don't know her. And I said, I don't, I don't have to know. I said, I got me and Jesus. I said, I love my mama. I said, I know I can, I can do it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, we're going to give you some training because they did end up taking the trach out, but then she still had the stomach, um, where tube. the tube, tuber where she gets fed through her mm-hmm. stomach. So they was like, this is what you got to do. You know, they trying to be funny or whatever. I'm like, I don't care if I don't, I ain't never had a, a day of nursing in my life, but I love my mama and mm-hmm. I'm going to take her home. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, today is October the 19th, 2019. I've had my mother since August. The 28th, 2015, my mother ain't never been sick. Mm-hmm. She ain't never had no type of infection. She ain't never um, had no bed sore. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you come over there, her face is clear. I mean, she just looks good like somebody, like somebody that really know what they was doing, you know. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is, my family, they said they was going to help me. They was going to be with me. They was going to. All these people in that <laughs> lobby 
all these pe- I mean, that's probably was about 150 people up in there straight up. How many of them helped you? Nobody. And you have three children, married, have a, a basically like a foster or adopted child that you have. Yes. And your mom and you had your uncle, your mother's brother. Yeah, and I had my uncle. Taking care of everybody. And I would be like. Everybody. How is Carlton doing? She'd be like, she holding on. I'm like, I don't know how she do it. I'm like, I don't know how she do it. Yeah. I don't know how she doing this. Yeah. It's nothing but God, literally. Because I, I but you know what? This situation, I've always been a, a true woman of God. Mm-hmm. And I've always read the Bible. I've always attended church every Sunday. But going through this, it made me get closer to God. Because I had nothing but time on my hands. Mm-hmm. I could read the Bible for hours. Mm-hmm. And my relationship with God got so deep. And I was able to really deepen my relationship with the Lord. And I feel like I wouldn't have grown in the Lord the way I have it, had it been any other way. Mm-hmm. On top of that, I had just got re- newly married. My husband is a straight freak. <laughs> Lord. That's we another have podcast. Sex every day. That's another. <laughs> I'm changing pamper and 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 over here. Well, yeah, y'all was newlyweds, yeah, so we you were still honeymooning. Yeah, that's yeah. True. That's true. Oh, this is like my kids. The only the surface. I got this little girl has kids. Been through a lot. You no, know, my my uncle. And the thing about it, my uncle, my mother got shot in January. My uncle. Was my mother was his caregiver, and we don't really believe in um, nursing homes. So I kept my uncle. I didn't put him in a nursing home, so I had him. So when I didn't have my mama, I had my uncle, and he had dementia. Serious dementia. But he ain't violent, but he still had dementia. Mm-hmm. And this is a big grown man. Like I weigh 150 or 130, and he 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 weighed like 250. Mm-hmm. And you trying to lift him and make yeah. sure you change him. And yeah. He going to the bathroom and sheets and food and meals and, and your see, mama. He can't see nothing and meals on wheels. And yeah. It was crazy. My kids still was in sports. And yep. I couldn't have done it if I didn't trust in God. I was still subbing mm-hmm. every once in a while because I needed a little change in my pocket, you know. And just a break out the house. Yeah, too. just a break. Mm-hmm. And even though my uncle got money and my mom got retirement money, it's still, we were struggling. Right. You know, because I was used to working and used to having my own money. And mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It was a lot. But we made it through. And right to this day, my mom, you know, she right there. Mm-hmm. Eyes wide open. I can tell now that her dementia it's starting to, to, to kick in. Mm-hmm. But she still, she just just sit there. I put her on the toilet. But I've been taking care of her. And I don't know nothing else. I still was active in church. Still singing the choir. Choir. <laughs> <laughs> mm. But let me, let me ask you something. So going to the trauma of when did you break down? When, at what point after everything was like, Okay, I know my mom is going to make it. Now this is the plan. This is what I need to do. When did you have your moment of... Actually, I really 
the first time I really, really broke down, because I'm not a crier. Mm-hmm, if you either. see me crying, you better watch out. Yeah, me too. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm an Aries. That's my sign. I'm going to tear your head off your body. If you done got me to the point where I got to cry. Mm-hmm. But see, my thing is with, with crying, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I think that you should cry for something that's worth crying for. But that is something worth crying for. I don't for. think yeah. it's something Your worth mom crying. got shot in no, the head. No, um, I mean, literally clinging for but life. But that's nothing to cry about. Why not? Because. My face right now. It's, it's, that's basically, she made a choice to be with this man. Mm-hmm. She, when I say God gave her 5,000 opportunities to get away from this man. Mm-hmm. He done went to jail four or five times. He done sent people to the house to rob her while he in jail, just so he can make sure she can be rattled and be, you know, keep, on edge, his, keep yeah. his control. Yeah. She waited on him to get out of jail. I said, I would have packed my stuff. He When he got out of jail, he wouldn't have known where I was. Mm-hmm. This man went to jail four or five times. My thing is, God gave her so many opportunities to get away from this man. So you feel like this is a part of cause and effect? I feel like she lived her life. She made her choices. Mm-hmm. It's nothing for me to cry about. Hmm. I, okay, I can see that point of view. Yes. Because, I, I, because, I in a, because, in a sense, you kind of made your peace with it, right? I've made my peace before. With it, but before not, she got shot, it was yeah. like, you know, you need to get away from. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you escape. Right. I'm gonna bring you to my house. Right. Stop dealing with him. Right. Don't bring him in my house. Cut him off. Leave him alone. And then, boom you get shot, it's almost like not I told you so, but kind of like I could see it coming. Yeah. So it's not for you. It we wasn't like a shock. It. it wasn't like a shock. No. So that's why you're like, I knew my this was coming. My dad was sickly. Yeah. He didn't live in the house with me, but he was at my house every day. Right. He want me to cook him dinner. He want me to take care of him. Mm-hmm. He want me to go places and do this and do that. And he was a motherfucker until he died. Right. So I had all these grown people like my Pulling uncle. On you. He yeah. used to smoke crack. Mm. And I've known from just doing research and understanding dementia, dementia comes on you even worse when you have a high stress life mm-hmm. or you do drugs or alcohol, some type of some type of substance. Mm-hmm. That makes your dementia go faster. Exaggerates. Because yeah. my grandmother was 92 when she had dementia, mm-hmm. when she died. Mm-hmm. and But you wouldn't have known it. Mm-hmm. Like she, you, she was bad, but she wasn't that bad because she could still have conversation. She could sit at a party and be yeah, drinking. Yeah, she's still and, mentally sharp. Yeah. yeah, because it was a natural. But my mom, my mom was an alcoholic in in actuality. My mom was an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. So, you know that. So now that she's went through this trauma and. She was an alcoholic. So now her dementia is going to take over her real fast. Right. Because it's just, it, it becomes a natural thing. So I feel like, what is there to cry about when these niggas don't live their life? Mm-hmm. And if I can't sit around and be sad and be crying and get myself depressed and this and this and that. I, I got kids myself. I got to be healthy and well for my children. Mm-hmm. I got to be right for my husband. Mm-hmm. I can't give give up my life for them. Mm-hmm. Now I'm take care of them to the best of my ability, mm-hmm. but y'all not gonna take over my life, right? And I'm not gonna be sitting around depressed and crying, and I, I just don't see. It. Now I cry if I lose a hundred dollars. I can't. So dang. But 
But you never cry. I can't with her. Yeah, because I'm poor. You're and, not and poor. I need my money. I'm just saying, I'm struggling. Now that's something to cry about. Mm. And I know I if I know somebody got in my purse and stole my money, I'm pissed off. Gotcha. I'm I'm crying about that. Mm-hmm. But stuff that I feel like that's in God's hands, mm-hmm. I'm gonna save my tears for something that's worth crying for for me. I mean, everybody handles handles stress and stuff differently. Um, but I just think, and I can I can understand once you break it down, like. I did everything I could to yeah. keep her from being in this situation. Right. So it didn't come as a surprise necessarily because it was like the writing was on the wall. Right. You know? So, okay. On top of her being sick and being in the state that she in, and she didn't even want me. <clears throat> she wanted somebody else to take care of her. Mm. Right. And you have consistently stood up. Yeah, because when me and my, when me and my mom was together, she... You, you don't clean good enough. You ain't a good mother. You don't know how to take care of no kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because I was the youngest. So everything, you know, everything was done for me, mm-hmm. which I was. I was spoiled. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to make up my bed. You know, we talk about sitting around. I see my friends. Oh, I had to wash dishes. I had to wash yeah, clothes. I, sure I had to cook. I had to do this. I didn't know nothing about that. Mm-hmm. I taught myself how to do this stuff when I got grown. Mm-hmm. So my mother was like, she didn't want me to 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 be the one to ta- have to take care of her. But I'm the one that was, I was there, mm-hmm. cause you my mother and I love you. Mm-hmm. But if 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 she could talk right now and tell what it is, she probably wouldn't choose me, mm-hmm. cause with her body language and her, and, you know, she let me know, girl, you ain't the one. But I think the body language and stuff too is the fact that. You did tell her. You did warn her. Yeah. It's a disappointment of you were right. right. Every day you are a reminder That's what people say. of what she ignored. What you she, know what I'm saying? Yeah. She ignored everything that you said. Because I'm like, Mom, And now you're the one taking care of her to, living. Go living, go she's living in, her, in your house. Bible you're not supposed to be submissive to this bullshit, you know. Mm-hmm. But she still, she did it anyway. Mm-hmm. So. so what do you tell people? I mean, because. First of all, domestic abuse domestic abuse is very subtle. Mm-hmm. A lot a lot of times. I mean, cuz when you date someone majority of times in the in the occasions that I know, you ain't they ain't just come up to you slapping you like, "Okay, be my girlfriend." Okay. You know, it's a grooming process. That's not the kind of domestic violence that I've noticed. Mm-hmm. The kind of domestic violence I've noticed is like Tina Turner and Ike. But do you think he was like that off the rip? Oh yeah. And she still went to it. Oh yeah, because you know there is a subtlety sometimes to to violence. I didn't. I, I've never been. I've never seen nobody be subtle. Mm, okay. The people that That's in my life, you know, like my dad, he she go to the house to his woman's house. Bitch, get out. Get get back in the car. Why mm-hmm. you got them kids? Why you putting them kids in here? Why you doing this? Beat her up and punch her in the face. Or, but why does she say to that? Why does she subscribe to that? Honey, when honey, when you figure it out, you let me know. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's why right now I have such a, even growing up as a teenager, don't, 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 a boy better not look at me hard or did anything to me because it, I was like, oh, I'm no, ready. I'm not taking it. Yeah, I'm not I'm ready. taking it. I'm going to knock your head off. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get you before you get me. Because mm-hmm. I, I know this. I know this pattern. I know this these behaviors. Mm-hmm. You better get away from me. And see, I grew up with karate and judo. So, like, my first husband, he got a whole bunch of that karate and judo on his ass. 
a whole nother podcast. She was out on, rolling on the ground with him. Crawford got about 10 podcasts in her, literally. Damn. Okay, but what, one more thing, because, yeah, that's a whole nother podcast. How, how, old is your, how old is your mom? She's 72. 72, okay. Yeah. This happened when she was 68 or 67. So this was four years ago, 2015. Five, almost five, yeah. Yeah. So oh, yeah. with the kids, and, I mean, we can end on this. With the kids, what was their process? Because, again, like you said, your daughter – found her your daughter had to call 911 you all had to come back into the to the house that mm-hmm. the crime scene ultimately you know where it took place so what was that like i got my daughter some um counseling mm-hmm. i should have probably got my son some counseling too mm-hmm. because but my sons is like my brother like that's a woman and i can't i i can't deal with it Mm-hmm. But my daughter, like now, my daughter, she know how to change my mom's pamper. She know how to do different things. She know how to change, you know, clean out my mama's trach. I mean, uh, her uh, feeding tube. tube. Mm-hmm. She know how to do stuff mm-hmm. because I've basically trained her to do. Because like, like, if I have to go somewhere or do something, then I will ask her, well, can you change mama? You know, because basically, since my mom got shot, I have to live my life around every four hours. Mm-hmm. Right. So I do whatever I do, and I got to make sure I get back to the house within four hours. You know, even though my kids might be there or whatever, I still, I'm the only person that does it. And that that's an interesting point because domestic violence affects everybody. It affects So everybody. it changed her life and your life and your kid's life and all your husband's my, and my life, everybody. Family, yeah. My extended family. Yeah. All of her friends. Yeah. Her close friends, you mm-hmm. know, because they was just like, we can't believe it. Like, she was married to Carlton. Montgomery all them years and he done beat her down and didn't hear this nigga come, you know, and he done shot her in the head. Right. Like he done took it to a whole nother so level. Wait, so wait, okay, what happened to him, Mark? He he in jail. They How gave much him time fourteen he years. That's not enough time. Yeah. And but he would have got less than that. They was depending on did she die or did she live? Mm. So they asked him, What you think what you think she should what you think you should get? Well, four four years is good, he said. Mm-hmm. But they kept asking the family. We was like, no, we're not accepting nothing less than a double digit. So they took the 10 and added the four that he said and put them together, and that's what they gave him. Then he got five years mandatory probation. And he, can't, he can't get out early release. And within that five years of probation, if he do anything, then he's going to have to go back to jail and serve some more time. They're so right now he's looking it. at another nine years left? Basically. Yeah. Do you have concern that when he gets out that he's going to try to come back? Oh, no. No? No, because everybody in our family carry guns. And, in fact, <laughs> my brother says, uh, tell the judge let him out. We forgive him. <laughs> so read through the lines. Right. Yeah. And they have to they have to inform us when he's being released. Right, right, right. Or when he's up for parole. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. When he had to do those five years. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So good luck to you, brother. So what would you tell <laughs> what would you tell people listening who How are, old is he? He is he was fifty five. Oh, that's right. He's he was younger. he's twenty years young. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. What would you tell listeners who are either in a relationship and they're trying to figure out how to get out or family members who are witnessing people? Listen. Who are in domestic people violence? People be saying that's their business. 
um, you know, she chose him, this and this and that. And it do come to that point. Yeah. But I think in the beginning you should at least try. Mm-hmm. Try to help them get a plan, a way of escape. And if they don't take it after that, okay, then you got to wash your hands of it. But at least give them some support and let them know that you're there for them. Mm-hmm. And these young girls, you know, it's all about your self-esteem and knowing what love really is. Because mm-hmm. if you don't know what love is and you don't have good self-esteem and good self-image, then you allow anything and anybody to abuse you and misuse you. Mm-hmm. And my thing is get to know God first. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you, 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 you waited until you got married to have sex. These young girls, they think that's what is that's what is that's where it's at. I got to have sex with this man, but y'all don't realize sex take you to a, le- a level that you don't even want to go to, that you're not ready for. Mm-hmm. So it's all about get to know who you are and loving yourself mm-hmm. and understanding that God never gave another man dominion over another man, another human. Mm-hmm. So when you when you when when these men out here thinking you got to submit to me. You don't have dominion over him, over her. Mm-hmm. Because God gave you dominion over the trees, the air, <laughs> the animals, mm-hmm. everything but another human. Mm-hmm. But we don't know, we don't know the word of God. We don't go to church. We don't, we don't know nothing. We mm-hmm. ignorant. Mm-hmm. And your ignorance is just the world is getting turned upside down. Yeah, and that seclusion and isolation. Yeah. And they don't understand. Yeah. And, yeah. That's the devil. Because yeah. I tell people, it's no in-between. Either you with God or you against God. Mm-hmm. It ain't no in-between. Mm-hmm. Halloween. Oh, it's just a little scared. No, boo. It's it's the devil or it's God. <laughs> it ain't no in-between. Yeah. But God, but Satan wants you to think he don't exist, he ain't real. Oh, that's just a little something. No, that stuff got some deep roots. Right. And you're inviting the demonic spirit into your life in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. You have anything else? I'm just sitting here listening, like, wow. I, I can think, talk for days. I, I think really I think one of the biggest things that I'm taking away from this, um, obviously with your mom being shot and the the trauma with your daughter being the first to see it, well, both both of your uh youngest kids. Mm-hmm. Um I think it's kinda disappointing when you have hundred and fifty people or more right. there crying and yada yada yada, and then when it comes down to I need your help. Yeah. Nobody's there. Yeah. yeah. But the the true saying is, what don't kill you, show make you stronger. Honey, I stand on I that. I just remember during all <laughs> this time, truth. I would ask Maya, how is Carlton doing this? Like, you know, and, and, and I know, it, like you said, you went through some struggles financially, and there's been times you leaned on us, and I'll just be like, Maya be like, uh, can we give her? I'm like, give it to her. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I appreciate that. Yeah. So, speaking of, you got $100 that we can. <laughs> we, we brought you here to collect back on that. Now, um, You're so wrong. <laughs> you are so Now, but no, wrong. you know, I, I just always just wonder, like, how in the world is she dealing with all this? Like, I, it's all God. I, it's, it's, it's all God. It's I, I don't take source. no credit. I'm just like what they whoa. say. The old people say, "If it's the Lord's will, if it's mm-hmm. the Lord's it's will, the Lord's will mm-hmm. you gonna make it. Yes. You got to stand on it, though." So you doing okay now? Oh, yeah, I'm okay. living my best life. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a person that'll travel with two dollars in their pocket, mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm gonna have the best time. 
That that's she, your personality too. She is. She yeah. is the every make, time make lemonade out of lemons, I, lady. Ever since I've known you, you've always been like. The party starts when Carl to see That's, That's right. H A N E Y. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> like, you went such and such place. I know you didn't have no money. I said, honey, listen, if I pay my two dollars, I'm gonna think myself. Happy. I don't think I've ever seen you mad. No, I don't. I'm a laugh. You don't. You I don't want to see her mad. No, you don't. Like I said, you, if I you see me mad Jesus, him, and you see him. me crying, uh oh, because they go together. And also, just just <laughs> just to even show to your character, there's been. <laughs> Countless times, you know, several times that I, re- you know, many times where it's like Maya will call you, be like, "Hey, Jay needs her hair braided," and you would be here, and I'm like, no "Or I'm like, how is she here? I need a babysitter so I can go to this interview. I'll be around there. I mean, I mean, when, when, to be a friend, you got to know how to be a friend. And you, and, yeah. and through all of this, and even before all this happened, I just remember you being there. And then after this happened, nothing you, changed. I'm like, <laughs> I honestly would be like, I don't know. How she's doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it's the Lord, it's God. It's all God. But I'm just, all God. I'm like, you I'm just even have asking to have God. a made up mind to live your life. Yeah, That's yeah. what it boiled down to. Yeah. You can't sit around and worry about what's going on, what's this and what's that, because God have a purpose for it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might cuss and I might swing on you, but I love the Lord <laughs> <laughs> and I stand on His promises. I might chop off your ear. Yeah. I might shoot you. Like I might, I might not. Cause I'm not playing with you. Yeah, I might knock your you. head out, yeah. but I'ma pray yeah. for you afterwards. Make I'm sure like you Harriet Tubman. <laughs> she had five guns at all times, and she loved the Lord. I can't. I ain't mad. That's me. I can't. You got to. Sometimes you got to fight, and sometimes you got to shoot, and sometimes you I got can't. to cuss. I'm sorry. I can't. God still love me. <laughs> he know my heart. He know it. Yep. Well. <laughs> After um, I know you got a, I know you got church tonight. Yeah, I got to go to church and sing for Jesus. <laughs> I can't. Don't let nothing slide out them lips when you're singing. This is this is right. <laughs> but what's gonna be the the thing is when my mama die, and all them niggas gonna try to show back up and try to get some attention at the funeral. I'm gonna mm. shut it down. Mm. That's gonna be a uh, that's gonna be on YouTube. They ain't gonna they yeah, ain't gonna I, never see no speech I, like that. Mm, yeah, I'll bring my camera, <laughs> the DSLR one. Not my phone, the DSLR. We need some good quality. Okay, this is my friend that be like, you ain't got to say no cuss words. I got you. What that's, you want to say? I'll right. say it for you. she don't cuss. I try bless not bless to. Bless I try. She, you ain't seen her words. mad at me. She's yeah. spelling words. Yeah, I know. You ain't seen her but mad at me. But she don't win a cuss. He, yeah. know. he knows. She knows. Like I said, sometimes you got to cuss. Sometimes you do sometimes need to say a couple choice fight. words. But she's my friend that's like, what's the matter? Where they at? <laughs> what they say? I'm on my way. And she got that shank that just come out the out the handle. Listen, don't play with me. What? I will what they cut say? you and then pray for you. Yeah. And then she'd be like, okay, now we didn't handle that. Let's as pray about it. As she's wiping off the knife. Lord yeah. God, I just don't wanna... play with me. Let's pr- let's let's pray about don't it. Don't play with me. Mm. But I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for your time. Oh, thank you for this having is, me. This is like Carl to book one. Mm-hmm. She I got five some, books that I'm she gonna got write some one stories day. For one you, you day. hear me? If I ever slow down. Yes. I'm they a genre though. She got, though. She got it. She got it. Well, thank you so much for being here. And uh this has been another episode of the Dorsey Den podcast. I am DJ Dorsey. And I'm Maya Dorsey. And you have been listening to Carl to H E N E Y. She's gotta go. So we out. Thank we y'all out. so much. Holla. Until next time. <laughs>